we're here to have our last experience, the performing arts experience. We started out with in the galleries, like what's going on? We were here, we were there, but then we were here again. And then we got jolted by Anthropocene. Like, okay, the world is on fire and what do we do about it? Love the conversation on Anthropocene. And today we're gonna experience Sharon Udo. And Sharon is a songwriter, a composer, an all-around really wonderful human being. And you all have been working with Scott and talking a little bit about Nina Simone and Nina Simone's contributions to music, to songwriting. And Sharon's gonna maybe share a little bit about that, maybe Nina Simone's influence on, on Sharon's work. And then maybe we'll have some interactive moments and get your questions ready because we'll get a chance to talk to Sharon too. Sound good? Can we welcome Sharon? Hello. Hi. Um, I'm going to sing some songs. I'm going to sing a few Nina Simone songs. I'm going to sing a few of my own. And uh, then I'll talk with y'all. Birds flying high. You know how I feel Sun in the sky You know how I feel Breeze drifting on by You know how I feel It's a new dawn, it's a new day It's a new life for me It's a new dawn, it's a new day it's a new life for me, Ooh, and I'm feeling good. Fish in the sea, you know how I feel. River running free, you know how I feel. Blossom on the tree, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me. And I'm feeling Dragonfly out in the sun, you know what I mean, don't you know? Butterflies are having fun, that's what I mean. Sleeping please when day is done, that's what I mean. In this old world, it's a new world, it's a bolder world for me. Stars when you shine, you know how I feel. Scent of the pine, you know what I mean. Oh, freedom is mine, that's how I feel. 
It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me. No, ma, 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 yeah, 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 oh, 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 I'm feeling Thanks, y'all. Um, I am going to sing a song that um, now is about um, me and about Nina at one time, and maybe about some of you. To be young, gifted, and black. Oh, what a lovely, precious to be young, gifted in black. Oh, what a lovely, precious dream. In the whole world, you know, there's a million boys and girls who are begin to tell our young there's a world waiting for you yours is a quest that's just begun when you're feeling really low there's a great truth you should know souls intact Oh to be young gifted and black Oh how I long to know the truth There are times when I look and I am haunted by my youth. Oh, but the joy of today is we can all be proud to say when you're young, gifted, and black. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. Yeah. Um, hi. 
Hi, everyone. My name is Sharon. Um, hi, hi. Um, I am a, uh, yeah, I sing and I play the piano. And uh, I also really like to eat. And I, what else? Um, I like, I just, I, I think I just am thinking about food right now. I really like to eat. <laughs> I like other things, but I really like eating. Um, I, uh, I also like, um, I, I was sitting over here with Scott. Who, wait, do you go by Mr. Woods or Scott? In, in this, Scott? Okay, Scott, yeah. Um, I was hanging over, I, I don't know how, how you do, like, Mr. Woods or whatever. Okay. Um, uh, I was hanging out with Scott, and I was talking about feelings, and we were talking about really serious stuff. I almost just curse, don't curse. Um, and uh, uh, I like, I also like talking about like people and like who we are. And one thing I really love about Nina is that she always talked about who people really are. You know, like not like who people think they are or like fake people, but like real, like how people really, really are. And, um, and she also talked about relationships. And I'm going to sing today about relationships. Now, not just like, you know, bae or whatever. Not like that kind of relationship. But just like relationships to yourself. Relationships to your parents. Relationships to your homies. Relationships um, with people you hang with. I'm going to sing a song right now that I wrote about relationships um, with my friends. A few years ago, my friends and I, um, we... I had started a band with a few friends, and um, we were just feeling really, uh, we were, have you ever felt like you, have you just ha ever had like a bad like few days or like few months where you're just like, I don't know, I'm not really feeling it, like this thing that I'm really good at, I'm not really feeling it, like I'm not feeling my friends, I'm kind of bored by life. I was there with my homies. And we were kind of getting down on ourselves, and I wrote a song um, called, uh, do you guys know the story, The Boy Who Cried Wolf? So it's like the story of this boy who's like, there's something happening, there's something, ain't nothing happening. So um, I wrote this song called Don't Cry Wolf, because I feel like we were all just like, we're so terrible. And it's just like, really, no, chill, we're not. Um, uh, yeah, this is a song by me. I wrote this one called Don't Cry Wolf. Gonna be the canary in my coal mine. Rather you be the dove on my flood, my flood. There are other Stevens for the chosen. Don't be so masochistic, child. We won't believe you if you keep crying wolf. And when it comes, I'll take it on, and so will you. I know it. I don't need another father. My skin, it isn't made of plastic, my son. Yeah. No need for sirens, I saw the smoke, silence. 
silent to trumpet the wind has come and gone everybody sees we aren't so necessary so you don't gotta be my canary i wish you'd be my dove Won't believe you if you keep crying. Whoa, uh, 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 uh. Ooh, I'm not scared. I don't need another father. My skin isn't made of plastic, my son. But if there's a hole in your bucket, I've got another one in the shed. Forget about the stones and straw and axes and all. If there's a hole in your pocket, I've got another one in the shed. Forget about the stones and straw and axes and play this song with a band, uh, I, there's a few things that I'm really bad at. Um, not eating, um, ending songs. I'm really bad at ending my own songs. So uh, that was the actual ending. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to sing a song about relationships with yourself. And so like people have, so like everyone has a set of identities. Uh, uh, gender, religion, uh, 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 eye color, <laughs> no shape, um, uh, race, things like that. Um, I, so as a black person and as one thing that is, there's a lot of things that are similar about me and Nina, listen. I'm gonna take this. A lot of people hear me play and they think that I grew up on Nina Simone. I did not. So let me tell you a little bit about me. So I grew up, my parents are Nigerian and uh, my mom, when she was, uh, so my parents came to Nigeria in 1980 and they came to this new, they came here to go to school. Um, 
uh, University of Cincinnati. I grew up in Cincinnati. And they, uh, they came to America and my mom saw um, American religion and how like flashy it was and like really took to that and was like, I like that. And my dad saw American religion and was just like, that is weird, I don't wanna do any of that. So my dad became an atheist and my mom became super religious right when they lived and landed in this new country. I st started hanging out with my mom and being super religious. And as a result, I didn't listen to like any, do you guys know what secular music is? So like music, um, like popular music, like music like you hear on the radio. I didn't listen to anything that wasn't like Christian or classical until I was 21 years old, 21. I didn't know who the Beatles were until I was 25, guys. Yes, this me, musician. I've been playing piano my whole life and people are just like, people are like, do you know any Beatles songs? And I was just like, who's that? That's what I said, who is that in college? And people are just like, you don't know who the Beatles are? I was like, no, who is that? In college, in like 2000, y'all. So people think that I like grew up on Nina Simone and I've known who she is my whole life. I actually didn't. I didn't know who she was until under 10 years ago. And I found this woman and she and I have the exact same vocal range and she went to classical school like I did. And she like went by a different stage name like I did. And um, she didn't get to music school like I did it. It was like, there's just a whole bunch of things that are very similar about us. But we also had like, I didn't, I mean, I didn't know her or anything, but like, I feel like I like know her or whatever. Um, but like, listen, like I'm a black woman, she's a black woman. Every black woman sometime in their life has to figure out their relationships to themselves. Um, Nina did a lot of cover songs. Um, and this is a cover song, and it's a folk song. And I don't think it's originally about blackness at all. It was written by someone Scottish. So I don't know if it was about blackness at all. But Nina had a way of reinventing herself and, um, and uh, things around her uh, to fit the purpose. So I'm going to sing um, a song called Black is the Color of My True Love's Hair. And I think Nina might have sung it to herself.
I love the crowd on where she stands. Black is the color of my true love's hair. Of my true love's hair. Of my true love's hand. Oh, I love my lover, and well, she knows. Yes, I love the ground on where she goes, and still, still I hope that the time will come where she to the time. I'm going to sing two more songs. And then Scott and I are going to chill for a second. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, with you guys, with all of you. <laughs> We're just going to chill. Bye. Like, um, okay. I'm going to sing a song. Um, I, you know, I'm just going to go rogue, whatever. I'm going to sing a song that's another cover song. Nina did a lot of cover songs, but like this one is like, this one is risky because this one is a song by someone, like a band that is very, very famous. And a lot of people have very, very specific opinions about them. And I think Nina's version is better. And if you, if you are offended, I would love to have a deep, loving conversation with you after this about it. <laughs> This is my cover of Nina's cover of this song.
It's been a long and lonely winter Little darling, it seems like years since it's been here Here comes the sun Here comes the sun I say it's alright It's alright Little darling The smiles returning to their faces Little darling It seems like years since it's been here comes the sun oh here comes the sun I say it's all right it's all Until I was 25 years old, called the Beatles. 
Wow. You've really come a long way, Sharon. Okay, I'm gonna sing, um, I'm gonna sing a song that I wrote. Now, here's the deal. You really know it's a bit serious business when I take this mic off the stand. So, a lot of you in here, okay, this is, I'm trying, I'm trying to be as honest as possible when I say this, and people get mad when I say this, but when I was in high school, like y'all, I was a loser. I was like, I was like not cool. I like didn't know who I was. I was like super weird. I like listened like only to like Amy Grant. It was so weird, guys. It was weird. I was a really lonely kid. I didn't really like start having like friends until I was in my 11th grade year. And even still, like, it was rough. So, like, all this stuff that, well, I mean, I played the piano for a long time, but I played the piano in church. But, like, all this, like, stuff I do now and, like, my sense of self, like, I didn't write my first song until I was 26 years old. And uh, I am a late bloomer, and a lot of things in my life that were cool happened a lot later because I wasn't cool until a lot later. You guys have a head start. Y'all already cool, great. Um, so I'm gonna um, end for now by singing the first song I ever wrote. It is um, called Light Switch. And then Scott shall come to the stage. Shall come. Um. Everything was normal on that night. Who would have known my world would soon collide? You were watching me in the darkness, brought me in my moment of weakness. A simple conversation changed my life. My spirit high, you fuel my dying fire. You make me happy. Oh, you open wide the door and beckon me to come. Then you flipped the light switch on. Cause 
when we are together, we're stronger. And hand in hand, we'll track along this road. Whoa, whoa. my spirit high. You fuel my dying fire. Scott doesn't bother with using the ramp. Yeah. Testing one, two. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? How y'all feeling now? No, that's whack. That's whack. I'm going to need y'all to be honest. How y'all feeling now? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's early. It is. So, um, I'm going to ask a few questions to share. Oh, real quick, I just have to mention. So, in my life, I have tried, like, every creative endeavor that you can try to express yourself. I've done visual art. I've done music. Uh, I used to break dance. But, like... Um, <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> but, my, but whenever you play Light Switch, I'm like, your first song is better than my last song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, when I decided to give up, it still was like years after the fact, and it was nowhere near that good. So, I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to do a few questions, and then we'll kick it out to the audience for a little bit, and then Sharon will take us home, and Sharon see fit. Yeah. So uh, the first question I'm going to ask you about is revisiting this idea of identity, right? Okay, yeah. So one of the largest hurdles in the music industry is this struggle between identity and authenticity, right? Yeah. Um, how one looks, what their name is, how they present on social media, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, we've seen that pursuit and that struggle um, destroy artists, like, you know, like Britney Spears, or we've seen it 
uh, used as a tool for reinvention, like uh, Prince or Tyler, the Creator's always kind of like mixing it up. Uh, we've seen people shift through their life, uh, you know, like Nina, but like Beyonce also adding politics into later into the career. Um, and finally, we've seen an embrace of seemingly no embrace of identity, right? Just by being yourself with like Lizzo, right? Yeah, yeah. And so when you perform with the band, it's Counterfeit Madison, mm -hmm. right? And I know that that name originally comes from a place of trying to kind of protect certain things about yourself or protect others from yourself kind of thing. And so I'm real curious since you've become so popular, so well-known, you've been everywhere, you've done it all, or you've got more to do, but you've done almost all, right? Um. <laughs> How much of that um, about your identity has had to change because of that? I or has it? Oh, a lot. Okay. So I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, so I, so what I, so I started the name like Nina Simone. I picked the name Counterfeit Madison. So small short story. I used to run cross country badly. I was a slow runner, and I always ran behind everybody else. And we ran from my high school, Walnut Hills High School, to Withrow High School in Cincinnati. And it's connected by a street called Madison. And um, I would run behind everybody and then kind of hang out in the park with um, some homeless folks. And we'd just kick it. And I'd see them run past, finish the warm-up and run past, and I'd join them. And I pretended that I ran the whole warm-up the entire season. And... <laughs> Um, it wasn't until um, later on, uh, maybe the last meet, actually, that I was like, yo, y'all know that I never ran that warm-up with y'all? Y'all know that? And they're like, oh, we were wondering where you were. I was like, yeah, I always hung out in the park. Um, and so they made me a jersey called Counterfeit Madison. And that, so that name always signifies, even though it, like, counterfeit people are like, ooh, she fake? No, I'm not fake. Um, uh, it's, uh, it signifies me coming, coming clean. So I feel like counterfeit Madison has been this, like, entire process of coming clean. What that has meant over the years, you know, I'm still figuring that out. Like, some people are like, well, are you counterfeit Madison, or is your band counterfeit Madison? I'm like, I don't know. But if you say counterfeit in the grocery store, I'm going to go like this. <laughs> like, I'm like, me? Yeah, what's up? Um, I, and also, like, as in terms of identity, when I start, so I started this band. But I start, so I started this band five years ago. Five years, six years ago. Wow. Woo. It's, I'm a little baby band. Six years ago. This, the same year I started this band, I came out, left my church, moved into my own apartment. It was like all these things that happened the same year. And then Counterfeit Madison released an album for the first time. So it's, it was, it's been like, I think Counterfeit Madison is an, so you're talking about people who shift or embrace. Counterfeit Madison is, is an exercise in like continuous questioning of identity. Am I being as Sharon, the best version of whatever that is, right now? 
And you know, if you come to some shows, uh, sometimes they're pretty wild. If you come up and take a look at this keyboard later, it's duct taped. I've broken this keyboard many times. It's, it's crazy, but it's, it's a just beautiful thing to it's see. Cra it's crazy, but it's because I'm like just trying to, I think we're all trying to figure out who we are. Like how do people, like I, I don't, I just, I, I think part of the problem, I think Britney Spears, not to pick on her, I mean, baby, baby. I, but like, I think someone like Britney got famous too fast, lost who she was, you know, has the, I mean, she's a woman, so that's already hard. Lost who she was, lost her sense of identity, went crazy, because who wouldn't if people are looking at you all the time? Like, underneath all these performers, there's still people. Like, we haven't figured out how to make people robots yet, so we're still people. So behind every social media account is still a person. Behind every um, Prince song, there's still a person. Behind every Counterfeit Madison song, there's a person. And I think that when you lose that sense of identity is when you start to really yeah, go crazy. Long answer, deep question, next. <laughs> uh, musically, I have seen you, the, the shortest way to say this is I have seen you play it all. That may or may not be empirically true, but it's close. I have seen you go classical. I have seen you do boogie. I have seen you do rock. I have seen you do jazz. I have seen you do gospel. Yep. When you can do it all, right, when you can play in any style that you wish to play, how do you decide which style to fall on in a particular moment? Oh, that's... Like what, what best determines that for you in any given song? Is it the story? Is it a sonic texture? Is it a mm -hmm. mood? Is it politic? Is it, what is it? Uh, it's probably more emotion than anything. I'm a really emotional person. And, so um, you tie genre to emotion? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, some, but some, it's like, okay, so there's a relationship between a genre and emotion, but it's just like, okay, do I want to juxtapose? Do I want to, are they supposed to be posing? Are they hand in hand right now? Also, um, in performance, I have been known to completely change the genre of a song on the spot, and I don't know what's happening. Um, uh, so th that's, Yes, that's, that's the answer. <laughs> I'm really like, in real life, like people think, people see me and they're like, oh, she's so like, you know, bohemian and like spontaneous. I'm not spontaneous at all. I am very routine, very like type A, except for when it comes to music. Like in my performance, I'm just like, what? Like, you know, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, what would you say are the parallels between, I know you talked about this a little bit, but if there's some more to dig into, I would like to. The parallels between like you and Nina. Mm -hmm. um, I know you come from similar musically trained backgrounds, but I'm wondering if there's more there. Yeah, I think Nina went through, you know, <laughs> There, Nina went through, like me, I went through a time where um, I was just trying to make people happy. I was like, playing music to try to make people happy. I just wanted people to like me. I just wanted to be, like, not popular, but just well-liked. And I wanted to make music that was, like, 
pleasing and good. And I think Nina did too. She started out singing standards. And not that, you know, she turned into, she turned into not wanting to be liked, but I think she turned into someone who was just like, wait a minute, there are parts of my world that are, that are a problem. And I'm gonna sing about those problems. And I'm going to start to really express who I am and be, on, be, be honest with myself. And that's when she started to sing songs like Mississippi Goddamn and why the, oh, I shouldn't have said that, sorry, I'm cursing. No, actually that was said in a class I went to, so I think we're probably oh, okay. Sorry. Um, yikes. Um, and she started to sing songs like Mississippi Goddamn and uh, Brown Baby and uh, Why the King of Love is Dead. And uh, she started to sing more about her black experience. And I think I'm not particularly singing about my black experience, but I'm singing about an honest experience, one that has uh, that one where I am open about my pain or open about my joys or open about a time I was ostracized or open about a time I was ostracized specifically because I was black. I think that we both went along that journey and hit a point where we were just like, I can't be nice and cute anymore. I have to start singing what is real. Um, and it's not going to, it's going to look erratic. Like some of Nina's later performances or mid performances before she moved to Africa looked erratic. And it's because she was like starting to process all the black pain of that time in her body. And I feel like that happened to me a few years ago where I was just like, I need to start processing black pain in my body. That's a big parallel between us, I think. What is your, this is a music question, straight Ooh. music question. What is your favorite chord? Yes, got it, D flat. Let's hear it. <laughs> mic drop, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Wex, no, I'm not dropping your mics. I'm not gonna drop your mics. So, it's, why yeah. that chord? Do you know why? Yeah. Why? So does anyone know what synesthesia is? Um, so yeah, it's when your senses mix. So some people can like, they see a letter and it's a color or things like that. So I see sound and hear color. And D flat is like a combination of all colors to me. It is like the richest and like, deepest. For a while, I'll tell you like my uh, like evolution or whatever, but like before it was F major seven. But that's because I was, it's a really sad chord now as a sad teenager. <laughs> but yeah, um, D flat to, is, to me is like super, super rich. Can you show us where D flat goes? Oh yeah. So um, um, Nina's version of Here Comes the Sun is actually in D flat. So D flat can go to, uh, you can say D flat or C sharp. Um, D flat can go to another one of my favorite chords, G flat. Um, D flat can um, go, you can walk it down. I really like, there's like a, a walk down in music where you can go one to the seven of that chord and then keep walking. It's a very like Beatles thing. Um, or also like 
um, used a lot in gospel music. Like if you listen to what's his name, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, um, how great is that? Chance the Rapper. If you listen to Chance the Rapper, I know, right? I know. I was if thinking you, a gospel artist. Though. Well, that well, yeah, he sang that on his. But um, gotcha. um, uh, so like a lot of gospel songs are in D flat. And I think maybe because it came from jazz, and jazz uh, instruments are B flat instruments, so a lot of jazz is in B flat, E flat, A flat, D flat, and G flat. And a lot of classical music is in like brighter, sharper keys, like G, C, A minor, D. So those are, in my brain, those occupy very different color spheres. But like D flat, That walk down in D flat is like it. I mean, basically, what I want to be doing is like doing yoga right here. Like it just like relaxes me so much. It's like deep, but yeah, D flat can go to really a lot of rich chords, which are the flat keys. And when it's so D flat and C sharp have like some of the most amount of sharps and flats. So it's just like you have to like really go around the circle of fists to get there. I'm getting really theoretical now. Okay. <laughs> That's dope. Uh, we're going to take a few questions from the body. Does anybody have a question they would like to ask Sharon? Oh, of course it would be oh, as far away yeah. from Ms. Dion as possible. <laughs> get the steps in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yes. In. How did you find your range? Oh, okay. That's a great question. So I'm a really weird child. Okay. So when I was, everything has a story. When I was a child, I was a soprano. And I went through like normal, like girl puberty, um, like a little early, like around nine. And then I went through another form of puberty. It really freaked my parents out at 15. And my voice dropped an octave and a half. And so all of a sudden, I have all these low notes. And my parents are like, what's happening to our child? And um, they took me to the doctor. And they're like, is she a boy? What is happening? So, um, I'm, so I, and, and my voice has been dropping a little bit ever since. So my, I didn't really find my range. The Lord was like, here you go, bud. <laughs> You wish you were a soprano, not anymore. And uh, so, um, I, so um, when I started writing music for myself, no, you know what happened? You know what really happened? I started trying to sing along with songs on the radio. And I was like, oh, I can't sing that. Ugh. And I started trying to sing along with girls. And I was just like, that's too high, Ariana Grande. I can't do that. And then, like, even, like, most boys, I'm just like, you know, Bruno Mars sings too high. Uh, uh, Justin Timberlake sings too high. Um, like, Ed Sheeran sings too high. Like, all these people sing too high for me. So I'm out here in the low notes, you know. Stevie Wonder even sings too high. So, yeah, basically, I found them by just what I could not sing. And I was like, oh, that's where I stopped. <laughs> Any other questions? Yeah, uh, yeah, in the back. Okay, we're going to go here and then here. Yeah. I see. I see. 
Get those steps in. Get those steps in. You ever yeah. heard Miss Dion play piano? No, what? You didn't know that? Is she sh She's... <laughs> Mic drop. All right, what's your question? Um, through your music, did you find yourself, like, through your music and developing it, did you find yourself figuring out more about who you are and figuring out your identity more, or was it more about sharing your identity to the rest of the world? My music helped me figure out my identity. So right before I came out, I was playing a ton of music and just playing a lot of music about love and just trying to figure out like what I felt. I telling you, like I, hmm, music saved my life. I probably would not know who I was without music. I don't know, maybe I would, but like, it was definitely part of the process of me figuring out who I was. And then I, my music would respond to who I was becoming. It was definitely hand in hand. Thank you. And there was one back here. Okay, so, um, when you were younger, did you know that like you were going to be like doing this when you were older? Or, like, did you have like another career path you wanted to take? No, I did not know what I was. This, I was going to be doing this. I was raised in a Pentecostal church, and so I was going to be a minister when I was older. Um, and then my dad, who's an atheist, was just like, uh, "No, you're not. Uh, you're going to college." And then I went to college, and I was just like, "Oh, art, music, life." People who don't make me feel bad. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, new, I want you to close your eyes. Sure, we can one, more. one more. Yeah. If you had anything you could say to Nina Wait, Simone. Wait, where are you? Where are you? Oh, oh there you are. Oh, hi. Hi. If you had anything you could say to Nina Simone, what would you say to her now? I'd be like, thank you for singing low so that people know how to deal with women who sing low. <laughs> thank you. Because like, there's just like a not, it's not even, you know, I'm not trying to be like, I'm so special, I'm so rare, I'm so unique. It's just like the human body, like, so there's something called a broken voice and an unbroken voice. And like, people who are bi biologically female, their voice just doesn't go that low. That's just like not how it goes, unless you like, are a little left of center uh, gender-wise or have extra testosterone like me. But like, I think there's just not, like, you know, you see on the voice, like people are like, I can't do any of that. Like, I'll like, that's what's popular. Like, that's what, you know, like, Ciara, uh, Beyonce, even though her voice has changed since she had kids, and I love it, but, like, women sing high. That's what's popular. That's what they do. And I'm just like, I don't do that. So I'm really happy. Thank you, Nina. Thank you. Yeah, there was one in the back. Okay, so, like, in music, you said that you feel, or, like, when you sing, you feel color, right? Uh-huh. So... Do you feel any temperature? Like, can you picture the temperature, like if it's warm or cold? Yeah, a little bit, like, but it's related to the color. So oh, like, yeah. the key of D for me is green. So I associate that with summer. Yeah. The key of C for me is blue. So I associate that with winter. But it's not direct. It's not like, oh, E flat is um, a, late, a late October evening. Like it's, well, yeah. And 
did you start, how did you start like working on like feeling color in your music? I don't know, I think I noticed it one day when I was a kid, when my sister, my older sister played the piano. And uh, she, so my older sister was, would play right before dinner. And then she'd go upstairs and do her homework and I'd be like, I'd like little like four year old Sharon was like, what's up? And my mom thought that was my sister. And then my mom was just like, is he playing the piano? I was like, yeah, mom. And then she took me to lessons and I started to understand that something's happening in my brain where I'm singing, seeing the colors. Synesthesia is weird because you'll get a whole bunch of synesthetes in a room and you'll be like mm. that. And someone will be like blue and someone else is like yellow. And it's just like, are y'all crazy? It's like, yes, we are. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, yeah.